Hi, uh, my name is Johnny. Uh, on YouTube, people know me as the Unlazy Way. Um, I do endurance challenges and I hope to inspire people to do their own endurance challenges through my videos. Crazy challenges. I'm surprised he's like not more injured than he is. He's in one piece, currently in Manchester. Welcome the Unlazy Way. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's crazy that you just said you're in Manchester because like London's where I'm from. And it feels like you went to Babson, back to Manchester. You're from Finland, if I believe. Yeah, uh, well, it's actually, I'm not in Manchester now. Yeah, it's even more complicated than that. Because I'm, I'm in Finland now. I am from Finland. Uh, I, do, I did study in um, University of Manchester. But then I went on exchange to Babson in the States. Um, but then I met a Dutch girl there. And now I lived the whole year I've been living in the Netherlands. But now I just moved back here uh, to Finland so and finished my degree in Manchester. So that's the whole story. Uh, and that's why, well, yeah, that's why my office, well, this is just a mess, my background, but um, I'm just moving in now. Okay, wait. So, Johnny, let me get this straight. Oh, also, guys, this is Johnny Tilly the GOAT. Just for our fans out Johnny there. Johnny Tilly. I, I like forgot your last name and then I was like, I don't want to say yeah, I, 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 I totally way, saw that. I sound a little more professional. No, but okay. thank you for covering me. I appreciate that. I, I just want to make this clear. I remember. Okay. So for anyone who doesn't know, Johnny and I were roommates when Johnny came for his exchange program. One of the coolest roommates of all time, I have to say. I'm, I don't want to hype you up too much though, but I'm curious. That girl you met at Babson, is that the girl we're still referring to with, when you said the Dutch the girl you're with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wow, that's cool. Because I remember uh, when you got there, like you had said, you didn't know. <laughs> I remember, and then I'm just happy it's worked out so long. It's awesome. Yeah, it's been great. We had a, like a great year. We never fight, which I'm, uh, I'm a like I'm afraid that uh, we never fight, and then we have like this. It just builds up, and then we have a huge fight, and then that's all over. But hopefully, nothing like that. It's been great. Is she like is she an athlete as well? I mean, like how how'd you two meet? Just um just walking around? Are you doing like a crazy swim challenge? And she was like, oh, he's intriguing. <laughs> no, I mean she in, enjoys sports for sure. Um, but I think we just met through the orientation um which they held at Babson. That was like, yeah, and the first parties. It just, you know, it it clicked. So uh there wasn't really anything more to it than that and so you wait you were that junior year like was it your junior year or your sophomore year yeah so it, when you went to Babson yeah so in Manchester it would be um well it was my third year of, of uh, studying okay. in, in college uh so in in the states yeah so it you, would have been junior right yeah it's different in like the in Europe and America I had to like go back a grade so did you um you were taking your YouTube seriously back then? So like how was that like like being in college while still trying to like record? I'm sure a lot while you were yeah at Babson like that that's difficult. Yeah, Johnny, I, I I want you to tell me how many followers you had on YouTube when you lived with me when you just got there all like around August 2019. Also, before you answer, I remember it was the craziest introduction to a roommate ever, Adam. I was sleeping in bed at like 11 p.m. a random night. And Johnny just came at 11 o'clock. I had no idea. I didn't know Johnny. I didn't know when he was coming. And I just get a knock on the door. 
and he comes in he's like I'm your roommate and I was just so flustered I was like oh my god oh my god I didn't even know what to do I kind of just helped we just talked helped unpack but uh yeah I just wanted to probably thought it was finish time (laughs) yeah Yeah, but how many followers did you have uh when we start when you started at, at Babson do you remember uh it was I don't know, like a hundred, hundred and fifty, and then because I remember, like uh, when we did a road trip to Canada, it was like in uh, maybe in December. I had I hit five hundred, and there's a video of me. I'm just like, woo! Uh, and then it just like after January, yeah, it really just took off. Um, but uh, to answer Adam's question, it was like. Yeah, I, and that's exactly the point where I started taking it seriously. So when I came to Babson, the thing was, um, that was the perfect time to start taking it seriously because the way my exchange uh, exchange is arranged, it, it, it's you only need to pass all the courses. Your grades do not matter. I mean, they don't matter at all because they don't... Um, yeah, they don't they don't uh, account for the, the those grades in your final grade back in Manchester. So... Basically, I just I didn't need to do that much studying. Of course, you do need to study um, uh, in the states because uh, it's like it's a bit different than in the UK. So you have to do small amounts of work all the time rather than just uh, a lot of work. But yeah, I, I didn't study that much, and then I I, tr- I tried to focus more on the YouTube. Um, and still, it was hard to posting one uh, video a week is pretty difficult. It depends on your style. If you just vlog and you're successful doing that you can usually pump out more content but then if you if you just like if you build a channel that people know that you you like you edit a lot and you focus on the story and all that it, it can take quite a long time to finish a video so no and especially the way you do your videos like they're very like a lot that like you like even your intro, I remember watching your intro for one of your videos. It's like it's ten different takes, Jackson. Like, uh, like I don't I know, know how. I watched how are we ever gonna get to the stage? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, that, that was what was something we wanted to ask. Like, what editing platform do you use? Like, are you still editing your videos? Because you're honestly like a wizard. Yeah, I'm editing all all of them myself because I I don't have uh, enough income from YouTube to hire anyone. I I do want to hire someone. Like for mainly for videography, but also editing. But um, I use Adobe. I just use Adobe uh, products because uh, it's a it's a good like family of products. So Premiere, After Effects, even animation or what, I don't know what it's called. But then yeah, Photoshop, Lightroom, Illustrator, all of those. Like you can just and they all connect to to each other. So it's it's really easy. Well, it's not actually easy. It's really technical. But once you get into it, it's you can do anything you want, really, with those. So, so Adam and I uh, started working on our podcast um, in about May, and we just actually got Adobe Premiere. And our first few takes were just embarrassingly bad of editing, like no clue what we were doing. And as we continue edit, we learn little things. And no, I but kinda, we're still terrible. We're still yeah, yeah. We're absolutely. We're still terrible. we still are not great, but we're you know we're we're starting somewhere and not really. We still all we right, still all right, Adam. <laughs> One thing I just wanted to know is like if any like did you have like a clicking moment or did you like take a class or did you just like like us kind of just as you made more videos you learned more editing like abilities because like we're trying to we want to expedite our editing abilities but it's just kind of difficult right now. Yeah, well, uh, I I did it as I went. I would say, because 
the way I saw it is, or how I still see it is that every video is like a, a, a new challenge uh, to learn more. I usually try to include at least some kind of edit that requires me to learn something new. Um, and that's how I, just how I started it. But I also, I also set the standard pretty high already in my first video. Um, you can like, you can actually, from the beginning, you can actually pull out like really cool edits already. But at that point, it just takes a lot more time. So it, it could have taken me five days to do a, an edit that now takes me like five hours. But I just, you know, I just, I wanted to start with a standard of video editing, which I've tried to keep and, you know, progress from there. Because uh, you can find anything from YouTube. So if you just have footage, um, you can edit a really cool piece just by watching YouTube tutorials. I mean, it's just, you look at how they do it, you do it the same way, and then you have a nice edit. It just takes a lot longer. The higher level is like when you already know this stuff, and then you can like combine concepts or like editing things, and then it really becomes your own thing. But that's, I think that's, you know, step by step. Do you like, I mean, where does this passion like uh, originate? Like, did you, did you always know you wanted to do this? Or was it something that very spontaneously happened? Like you just found yourself filming one day? Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, so I was really into, I wanted to, I wanted to be a management consultant or an investment banker. Uh, it was a, like a really linear, linear path I saw um, uh, uh, myself doing. But then, well, it's just, you know, it's a combination of things. Um, I, I had to film a one minute video for a video competition. So, you know, just giving a speech for one minute. And then uh, I think 10 or 12 people uh, got invited based on those videos. So I just really wanted to <laughs> do it well. And then I did some editing on it. And then I was just like, wow, this is pretty cool being on video. At that point, I didn't really know anything about editing. And then I just filmed like one video where I read 30 books in 30 days. Um, and then I got to the editing and I thought that this is really cool too. And then I've just continued doing that really. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. So, cause it was my second year at uni. So it was a year before Babson. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm kind of old in a way, but because I, I was probably like 20 or 21 when I started doing that. Videos are like <laughs> unreal. His videos are unreal. I, wait, Jackson, what were you going to say? Because I, I I'm about to go on a tangent. So you better get out what you want to say. No, I was just going to say, um, I, I think we're in a good place then because Adam was always freaking out about we need to do this. We need to do this. And I just think I prefer to take more time to make a stronger edit than just release content. And I, I, I think you'd agree, Johnny, maybe not, but whoa, 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 whoa. I know. I, I just, I want to learn editing because I think an audience wants to see a high quality video rather than a lot of content. That's not well edited. That's just what I'm saying. I'm not like arguing with you, Adam. I'm just saying as, as a fact, we might have to have a boxing fight now, Jackson. We might have to promote like a crazy boxing fight and Logan <laughs> Mayweather number two. Uh, but no, I was I was gonna say um I was watching your your video that like did really well. Like I think like in terms of your like your views and success, like it, it, this one was at the top. Uh, you're like ten days of fasting. Like I I just actually I'm like how did you do that like. I, I was thinking while I was watching the video, I was like, well, when you take those pills, those are, that's a solid food, isn't it? But like, no, you, you did, like you did it for 10 days. Like, that's unreal. 
Yeah, I mean that was a uh, yeah. That's really what uh, kickstarted or skyrocketed the channel. And I feel like in the beginning, you need something that really gets the attention, uh, something that draws people in. Because um, the beginning is the hardest. Like the first thousand is usually the hardest. Um, but when when you when you get like one or two videos that really start booming, uh, yeah, you'll get a solid base of subscribers, and then it's easier from that point onwards. I would say. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a fun experiment. For sure. It was one of those things where I just, it was so weird because after like five days, you um, for anyone who's not really familiar with fasting, it's like after like five days, even faster for some people, you don't really feel hungry anymore. Uh, it's just a, like this constant state of, it's not bliss, but it's just like, you know, it's a different kind of feeling. You do feel a bit more alert. I think it has something to do with, you know, because you are in a fight or flight mode your body is like we have no nutrition what the hell are we gonna do now um but it, yeah it's it's just weird that your body can uh sustain itself for i mean because you could continue even uh further um but it, it it was a really weird experience for me but i like i always want to say that do not do prolonged fasts uh without any medical supervision or doing a lot of research and then being really aware of your body because i also read that like if you do it long enough um you know you because your body starts eating your muscles uh when it doesn't have any any carbs or fat and heart your heart is a muscle so at some point i mean you know, your heart can just stop because you you've eaten your own heart so be cautious about that's just like what i read it's not scientific in any way but it's really it gets of course it gets dangerous after a while and I wouldn't do it again, really. I didn't find any real benefits from it. So it was just a really... Storage improved somehow. Like everything went down, but like your fat went up. I, I, yeah. I don't remember. But that's because that's uh, because of the uh, way I measured my fat percentage. It's just, uh, it's not accurate. I mean, that's just a, um, a proof that the that measurement really isn't that accurate. There's no way... Uh, I could have increased my fat percentage because um, I didn't do the the highest quality fat like um, body composition analysis you can do, which is uh, the DEXA scan, I believe. Um, I did the in in body composition analysis, which uses electricity or something, uh, and it's just not that accurate. But I would say, I mean, my fat didn't increase. It might have thought that my fat percentage increased because you know my body composition changed. You know, because I had zero water in my... Or I had water in my body, but um, I had burned. I don't know. It, it, it was a weird uh, conclusion. Yeah, but the the thing is, like, I think... I can't remember all of this because it's, it's so, such a long time ago. But it's like when you don't have carbs, uh, you don't have... Uh, then you can't really tie water. or It, it was something like carbs, uh, tie water. And if you don't eat any carbs, your body can't really tie water anywhere in your body or something and then you know it just gets bad but i don't remember anymore but i had some good uh reasons for for all those results but uh maybe we shouldn't go too deep in there because i don't want people to think that <laughs> this is some scientific talk about fasting don't do it guys <laughs> well i'm just curious how you've adapted your types of videos because i remember when you lived with me 
we, you do a lot of challenges and sometimes you'd come up to me and say, Hey, I'm not sleeping this week. And I'd say, huh? <laughs> You're not sleeping this week, but yeah, I'm not sleeping this week. Or, Hey dude, I'm going to be at the gym five hours a day for 30 days. And I'd say, there's no way. <laughs> so how, uh, how have you kind of adapted your videos as you come along? Yeah, that's a really good question. And that's really something I think all content creators, I mean, there's always a, like a crisis going on, like, because there, there are so many opportunities, you can create literally anything. And that's the problem. Like, how do you know what you should create? Because there's the, you should create content that the audience likes, but you should also enjoy it, because it's really hard to continue doing creating something that you don't enjoy. So the challenges, uh, that was, I think, more towards my audience. I did do challenges that I enjoy, but like living from challenge to challenge is really taxing. And the real problem with that is that you you don't have any routines. Like I wouldn't want to do like 30 days of training like someone, 30 days of training like someone. I want something, you know, solid. Um, so I think I've moved from like, just like YouTube challenges, you know, physical YouTube challenges. I now I have a different view of it. Um, I'll actually just post a video, like my next video is like my new approach to endurance training. But um, now I'm focusing more and more on just like endurance. And also it's more about like bigger challenges that really are not, you know, they're not uh, based on the YouTube algorithm. It's not like 30 Murph workouts in 30 days. Like one um, challenge I want to do is to uh, attend. Um, I don't even know how to, how to call how they how they say the the name of the marathon, but it's a marathon uh, des uh, sables or sables or something like that. It's a it's a seven day um, two hundred fifty kilometer. I don't know what that's in miles miles. A bit over a hundred miles. Um, no, like what is it? One hundred fifty miles. Um, it's run in, uh, within like seven days, uh, yeah, across the Sahara desert. So oh. that's like one, that's like, you know, I want to have a big goal that I train towards, and then I just, uh, create videos along the way, uh, sharing knowledge about everything I learned, uh, through that journey. So it's like more magnificent. It's something that I can really, and that builds routine. Because you have a big, big game. I mean, that can take like a year to train for. Um, and then, I don't know, that just would make me feel like really fulfilled. So, yeah, I, that was a really long answer to your question. But I I would just say I, I've moved from like, <laughs> yeah, but I've moved from like uh, creating content for the YouTube algorithm uh, to more like what I'm passionate about and what I want to create. But of course, you need to think about your audience too. But I think my audience will find it pretty interesting too. Uh, no, yeah, you've already built that audience too. Um, I was gonna ask you if you do you know someone called Ross Edgley because he does like honestly like similar stuff to kind of no, what but, you do. He's like a he does yeah. like triathlons. He carries like logs on his back for like. You've have you heard of him? I mean, yeah, for sure, and. Um... I mean, well, he is uh, one of those dudes that's just like, he's a monster. Like, literally, he's a beast. Actually ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, like he did the great British uh, swim, swim uh, around the UK and stuff like that. And uh, six, uh, he did like two hour, two times six hour swims per day. 
for 150 days or something. It was crazy. But um, what I I always because I don't know how would I say this. I would love to share through my YouTube channel. I would lo- love to share this image of like you know an average guy who tries to do ridiculous stuff. Because I've never, I cannot even imagine Russ Edgley being. I mean, of course, he has been normal at some point, but that's I don't think that's ever documented. No, no. But uh, the also the, like the point. <laughs> the point of my channel is that if you just put your time and energy into it. You can literally. We have so much potential, like every one of us, that you can really do amazing, amazing things. But I mean, there's really uh, no documentation of him being normal. Not that I know of. I, I just know about his crazy th- uh, stunts and events. But I would love to, you know, document my whole journey uh, to these, uh, to these uh, uh, big events and, and adventures. And I would, you know, I would hope that that inspires people to try something similar. Because I, I mean, I've, I've, I've received comments to my YouTube videos. Like they just say that it's more inspiring when you see someone that, like, you know, they look average and they seem average, but they still, through like a hundred days of training, they're able to do something big. And I hope, you know, that's what I really aim to do with my, my channel. So, so Johnny, I want to know about the out like the youtube slash tiktok algorithm adam and i have been struggling with it for a while just to create some content that an audience will enjoy and latch onto. and i just wanted to know what you think about people like adam and i creating content and if we should really just focus on creating what we want and hoping people will latch on or if we should still continue to grind out making content that may be kind of grandiose and big name or big, you know, clickbait that someone will click on that. So then we at least acquire an audience. Cause we're, we're like you kind of in the hundred subscriber range right now. And we're just hoping for that one little click where we can gain, a, get to the thousand mark, then the 2000, then it obviously will exponentially grow. Mm, well, there is no easy answer. Cause, and you know, there is no success formula. If there would be, then everyone would be YouTube or TikTok famous. Um, but yeah, yeah. As I said, I think I said it before. In the beginning, I do see it, you know, beneficial to try to do some some stuff that you know has the potential to go viral. Um, and then once you have that audience, maybe focus on a specific niche or. Um, start focusing more on things you enjoy but it's also a hard transition um to go from viral to not so viral but i don't know about tiktok because it's really the algorithm just picks things up and then all of a sudden people have 60 million uh, subscribers but for youtube videos i mean it's really simple um if you've ever listened to mr beast or many other youtubers it's all about uh, the CTR or or click through rate and the retention. So you just the I mean on YouTube, like uh, we had I had a we had a like a video call with Mr. Beast, and he just said that if he can't come up with a good title and a thumbnail for a video idea, he won't even uh, start. Uh, he won't he won't go any further with the video idea. That's how important the title and thumbnail is. He goes like title and thumbnail first. Because that's that's the thing that leads to uh, click-through rate or people clicking on it, and then after that, uh, the audience retention. I think that comes through practice, really. 
for most of the creators. So you just need to create um, to get the the pacing right in your your videos and to learn how to t tell stories through video. But maybe the only thing you can do not really now is to come up with a lot of ideas and pick the ones that you know are the most clickable at the moment. But I would still uh, keep them because uh, you can come up with a lot of ideas uh, on the things you enjoy. Like I would still have some sort of a theme for your videos. So, you know, just don't do... Because, I mean, everyone knows that you can get views by doing some ridiculous stuff like eating 20,000 calories in a day or, or uh, well, not eating for 10 days. But if, if your channel is nothing about those things, like if you want to play the piano f and make videos of it, and then you try to do those clickbait videos, that's just not going to work. So I would just try to come up with the good video ideas, um, choose the ones that people would click, but base those video ideas on a, like a theme that you really both enjoy. Like we've been, we've been going on, like in my opinion, like we create such funny videos and that sounds so, so humble of me, Adam, but like, Narcissist. <laughs> but we literally created this chess TikTok and I'm, it's just, oh, like how, how do people not see the humor in it? Like we made, we put two heads on a queen and a king and we started having a chat as the chess pieces. Like if, if people don't find that funny, like there's some Rick and Morty humor right there. I'm like there's. It's hilarious and no no one like like really like but no like you said we we just we have to keep keep putting ourselves out there like it's just interesting because you said like to start with your youtube it's you you kind of did post the clickbaity stuff and i almost feel like you kind of have to do that because it's like you're at a point now where you have enough of an audience where like you can post you can post what you're truly passionate about and they'll still watch it because they're in it more for you now than it is about the the title or what, whatever. We're at that stage where it's like, we don't, they don't know who we really are, if that makes sense. Like, I guess you can watch a podcast and understand, but it's like, we haven't done anything that has made, has made our name like valuable in a sense. So it's like, it's, I, it, it just, conf everyone always says when I watch interviews and stuff, it's like, yeah, I wish just from the start I created like, stuff I enjoyed but I feel like you kind of have to create clickbait stuff to begin with I why well, before you respond I I well Johnny said I really think it, it's kind of the balance of clickbaity titles that are somewhat related to our passion so like if we if, if we blow up on chess tiktok and then we start posting baseball clips no one no one's gonna watch but if we're posting things about like we we post our favorite podcast clips that are clickbaity and then have other people and then post things related to that podcast or just related to the idea of creating content like vlogging, then that would have a higher chance of re retaining an audience. I, that's what I would say. Yeah. Cause it's really, it's, it's a, I think it's a real skill to come up with the content ideas that people click and that you would like to also film because people, people can also see if you're not really that into the videos you're making. And it's not, um, I mean, there are, I think there are many content creators that uh, have just burned out because they start doing only like clickbaity stuff and then they find out that that's not really how they want to uh, keep creating content. They don't want to go from one crazy idea to the next. That, I mean, that's what happened to me. And I think some people find that to be true. But for some people, it really works. Like Arak, I mean... 
he he just thrives with his ideas and uh, he really seems to be enjoying uh, if you know eric he he, he grew uh from like zero subscribers to a million subscribers in a year it's like a really up-and-coming uh content creator but he really enjoys it and he has a great personality for it i think he's a great fit for that type of content but for me it just wouldn't work really so it's also what you're you know uh what you enjoy doing and he seems to enjoy it but also so uh there are like no yeah go 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 on no, 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 you you keep talking. You you have way more to say than I do. All right. Uh, well, the the other thing is that um, how people are usually like uh, classified or content creators. There's two types of creators uh, that you could try to be. There are of course more, but this is like a really simplified and easily detectable thing. So there are idea based creators like Arak, Mr. Beast. That they, they just go from one idea to the other to the next, um, and they're they're all about that you know that wow factor like oh my god how can you do something like that and that's why they click. But then the other basket is uh, relationship based uh, creators, which was bigger before with, with blogging being a huge thing. It is harder to build a channel just based on relationship nowadays. But if, especially if you already have some audience, uh, creating content that, you know, the people can connect with um, is is one way to do it. And it's not like, there are, like Casey Neistat is one, one of uh, those creators, even though he's not posting anymore. But it's like, it doesn't matter what he posts, everyone will watch it from his uh, fan base. But like Eric or Mr. Beast, they can't really post something that is not like, wow, if, if they just po post a um, video with the, with the title, um, I ate lunch today, uh, no one's gonna, okay, maybe, because that would be so out of place, maybe people would watch because of that, but generally they couldn't do that. But like, uh, that that probably could be, or I mean, that it definitely could be one of Case Neistat's um, videos, and everyone will watch it, because the titles have nothing to do with the videos sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so... That's a great point. And I, I honestly have one more question on this type of topic. And then I also wanted to get into talking about hate or the hate you get. But yeah. I was just curious about um, modalities of, of creating content. So if, you, if you've tried to get into any TikToking or, or Instagram content or um, even podcasting or I'm thinking of Twitch or gaming if you if you're thinking about shifting any of your content to there, or if you already have, and how that's been, um, uh, like I've had like moments when I've tried to do that, but I always come back to the same realization that you really need to get your main platform working really well. Like before, I'm able to post one video every week, like really consistently with good quality. I don't think I should be posting any other stuff anywhere else because it's just distracting me from my main platform. Uh, there, of course, would be a chance that, you know, I post some TikTok videos and one of them would boom and I maybe could get some more subscribers to my YouTube uh, from that. But it takes... It's just uh, dividing your attention to too many platforms in the beginning is, I think, uh, not a good thing. So I would focus really hard on, like, one platform uh, build audience there 
And once you build audience, you usually you get more opportunities. Like you can hire people to work on other platforms, and then uh, you have people filming you. Have you have you have so much content that it would just you know, it's 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 uh, clever to just share it on other platforms. But from like me, I'm not that at that point yet. So like I've heard Matt Davella talking about how he many times have tried have tried to start blogging. But then he he has always realized like what am I doing? I'm a filmmaker. Why am I trying to blog? It that's not what I do. And you know you can see that you don't need to blog and blog or blog and make films to succeed. So yeah, I would just focus on one one platform in the beginning. And even just, just like you just, lost. Just, yeah, just one more point because I I even sorry I just uh, just uh, just a one no, point. No, it's okay. I'm honestly I. Valueless. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I even like even posting on Instagram. And when I look at the, I mean, that's so. I think YouTube and Instagram do go hand in hand. So I have posted there. But when I like po- po- posted stories about like new videos, and then I looked at the statistics, it's like six people actually click the link um, from Instagram story to be transferred to my YouTube channel if they need to go to my page. Uh, like Instagram profile page and then click it. So like six people and you know the amount of effort I need to do to post a trailer on Instagram stories it takes it can take like half an hour and it's just not worth it for six people like <laughs> literally six views. So uh, many of the things uh, they're just not worth it in the beginning. I was, I was just gonna say like did you ever feel like you kind of changed your identity like throughout as you said like at the beginning it was more clickbaity to the point where you weren't really even creating stuff you wanted to and how did you adapt did you have to like almost sit have a sit down with yourself and be like I really like I need to stick to what I believe in in order to make this work it's a it's it really is a constant process I I like I have uh, like a content crisis every four weeks it's like constant uh now i I do feel like i've found some clarity but probably i'll start again having some sort of crisis again soon but um yeah in the beginning it was more clickbaity um i don't i don't know of course once you get that one uh video that actually gives you momentum um I think you do feel that you have more freedom to do things, you know, freedom to create not whatever you want, but, you know, to go further from those clickbait videos. But I I, I don't think there's really an answer to to that question, like how my identity has changed. Um, with, With more subscribers, you get more freedom, and then I've just used that freedom to uh to do what i really like on youtube so so i guess my i now now that we've said that i have one more question on this topic and it's that it's it's just a piece of advice for us so adam and i have two main platforms where we're posting content tiktok and youtube our youtube we're uploading the entirety of a podcast and i wanted to see if you think it'd be wise if we started to create content on youtube and then just post our podcast to Spotify, or if we should have almost two channels, one of showing cool clips and then one of posting the whole podcast on our YouTube channel. Cause we we're not in an identity crisis because we love podcasting, but we're, we're kind of in a content crisis in a sense that we don't know 
what platform will do best. And that's a great point you make of sticking to one and being really good at it. And this is something Adam and I will have to talk yeah. about at some point, but just want to hear your advice there. Um, I, I really don't like giving advice on things I haven't, you know, tried myself because I don't, you know, I've never uh, done a podcast, but um, there's a really good podcast. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to Colin and Samir's show. Uh, they're creators that uh, talk about being a creator and they give tips to creators, uh, you know, a really big shout out to them. Uh, but um, they usually or often talk about, uh, you know, sharing uh, or slicing content into uh, different kinds of, mm, well, just slicing content to different platforms. I think that is uh, something you, you you can do and, and maybe should do. Um, it's a bit different than what I, because I talked uh, earlier, I meant like creating original content on different platforms. That takes time. But if you can just slice, especially for podcasts, yes, I would definitely say that you should... Uh, what you, I mean, what you've been doing, like taking pieces out of uh, your podcast and putting it on TikTok, maybe putting it on Instagram, Instagram Reels, um, maybe sharing your show notes. Uh, that's more like a, you know, a blog. Uh, so having a website, because all of this is just like, that's not a lot of uh, extra work. You're just slicing your content to other platforms, and that, yeah, that I would highly uh, encourage you to do, and also to listen to Colin and Samir's show. Shout out Colin Samir's show. I love it. <laughs> but no, yeah, you should. Like, we we were both wondering this and we're, we're talking about it before, but like, I'm sure, like, once you started to really hit your stride with the channel, like, it, it probably came with a lot of props, but it also came with some people that maybe didn't like your content or something. And do you, how do you deal with that hate, if you want to call it that, or just people not? necessarily and enjoying it and do you block it out or do you take in the criticism um you might have heard other creators say this it's not the the real hate comments that hurt you i mean they're just they come and go like uh well not to use any swear words but like you know them swearing and saying uh, bad things about you uh, it doesn't really that's not what hurts. What hurts is like when someone gives a subtle or not even subtle, but just like criticism and you know it's true um, and it's it has a negative tone. That's like when you really start thinking, like, oh, okay, I, I should change a bit here or something. Um, but no, I mean, the hate comments, I don't think, I don't know if I'm just more immune to it, but I've never had any problems with it um, on YouTube. Like those comments never end up on your video because there's a filter, and if you don't, if you never go, because there's like two different sections on YouTube, uh, on YouTube Studio, where you can like look at the comments that are that are on the video and the ones that YouTube has filtered out because they have curse words or something like that, and I usually never go to that page anyway. Yeah, don't. Well, I, sometimes we do, I do go there, uh, especially with my friends, because we get like good laughs because they're. They're just like, they're just, I think they're just funny. Um, I think it already shows that they are, they, you know, they care about the video on some level because they have the energy to comment. So I don't, I don't really mind about that. But yeah, it's, it's the, it's the, 
it's the things that you know you there is a tiny bit of truth there but it's a really negative comment that's like you know what really hurts uh, like if someone says um man this this uh, johnny really has run out of video ideas and then you are exactly at that point you're like oh my god I, I have no video ideas then that hurts you're like oh oh my goodness they are they're like they're noticing it and i need to do something so but otherwise i don't i, I don't really have any tips cuz it it has never and uh, but i've been also fortunate cuz i've never had any you know cyber bullies or anything and my my subscribers are really supportive like Shout out to all my subscribers, but uh, they're just like sharing love uh, on my videos, and they they really they motivate me to train because they they really cheer me on um, with the comments, which is just amazing. I think it, the the effect has only been positive on my my well being. So how did he know? But otherwise, I don't I, I don't really have any tips because it, it has never. And uh, but I've been also fortunate because I've never had any you know cyber bullies or anything and my my subscribers are really supportive like shout out to all my subscribers but uh they're just like sharing love uh, on my videos and they they really they motivate me to train because they they really cheer me on um with the comments which is just amazing i think it, the the effect has only been positive on my my well-being so yeah. but i've okay, you ever had I've, an event with like something's wrong with me today. I don't know if I'm out of sync or if my computer's out of sync, but I seem to speak every time you're about to. I'm yeah, so no, sorry. No, no, you have a, every you have time a, you should just feel free to speak have, instead. Yeah, you have a, just, you have just have a minor lag. I, I can notice it, but it doesn't, it doesn't really mind me. But yeah, I was just about to say that. Uh, this is, I'm just talking about my, my um, experience. And there are many creators that do find it irritating uh, that there is hate because there, oh, that's also one thing. There will be hate. There, literally, if you become a very successful creator, there, there will be hate. So um, you also need to account for that and learn to deal with it because um, it's not all positive. So it's something to keep in mind if you want to become a creator. But yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, like you, you say, like your fans motivate you to do this stuff. Um, have you ever had like, have you ever held an event? Cause obviously you do so many of these athletic, like whether it's swim, run, whatever, have you ever had one like in person where you've had like your fans there to support you or like, maybe you've considered that, I don't know, or maybe yeah, I'm a I've... genius and I've created like a potential tech idea for you. No, I, I've, uh, well, I would love to say that you, you gave me this idea, but yeah, I've, I've, uh, thought about it. It's just been, you know, impossible now that we have, uh, the Corona, but also, um, now that it's looking better, uh, yeah, and especially like sports events, especially now that Strava, uh, the like running tracker app, they just introduced group challenges. Um, and I have a, like a, the, the Unlazy Club there on Strava. So I, I, I'm thinking that soon I'm going to start arranging like this kind of like it's not virtual run but like it's like you give a challenge to all your club members that during this day uh everyone should run a 10k and then you tr uh together you try to reach like a thousand kilometers so i mean i would love to arrange some of those in the future that's cool you could like play into like a competition like the top 10 people who get miles get a little prize or something you could do so much with that that'd be really cool yeah 
Yeah, it's it's just really scary. I, I wouldn't maybe want to do an event where the one with the most miles or kilometers of running wins. Because it's like, I don't want people to get hurt. And people get hurt if they never run and then they run 100k. And then they get they get injured. So I just don't want that. <laughs> That's very true, actually. Yeah. A lot of hate there. <laughs> I was kidding. Um, uh, Johnny, I also wanted to ask you about monetization because I think that's a great thing to have is once when you reach a point where you can make almost a full career, full income supporting your own content creation. And I just want to know how that's developed. And if you're starting to acquire sponsors or if you get it from mostly ads and, and, and I guess as a follow-up, if you also are still into investment banking or finance as well to like help with all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I get most of my income through well let me just give you a background because i'm really fortunate that i'm in a situation where i don't need a lot of income especially until this point because um while i was studying uh the finnish government gives good student allowances and, and grants and i didn't really need to make a lot of or you know any income to survive um and now uh i'm gonna be living uh, with the with the Dutch girl we talked about, and I think our shared living expenses will not be that high, so I don't need to make a lot of income to survive with YouTube. So I'm fortunate in that way. But I get most of my, like almost all of my uh, income from YouTube now is from ads. I'm not making a lot, um, but I mean, it it will be sufficient for me to live off off of that amount. But and about sponsors, I still haven't taken on any real sponsors. I've had like, you know, shout outs and product placements and all that, but not really any bigger sponsors. The thing is that um I don't want to restrict my content with sponsors yet. And when I do take a, a big sponsor, I, I really want to be behind them. Like I really want to be able to tell my subscribers that I use this product all the time and I love it and that now they're sponsoring me. That's like a good sponsorship. Um, because, yeah, um, yeah, that's all, all the reasons. I, I really don't... And also, I mean, with sponsors, yeah, they they um, they can restrict your... Because I feel like I want to be... At, at this point, I want to be as creative as possible. And one restriction is if you have a sponsor. you Of course, you can be creative with, uh, you know, ads and sponsor sponsor placements or whatever they're called. But um, I just want to be free with my videos. So I haven't taken any sponsors yet. It's, it's crazy how much thought goes into it. I really wouldn't have thought. It's like, you, you do have to think about this stuff. Like, Because my immediate oh, yeah. to having a sponsor be like, oh, this is amazing. Money, <laughs> yes. Like, let's go. But it's like, no, that restricts your content. Definitely. I'd be no. I would have taken it straight away. <laughs> No, I mean, I think many creators say that you should really build the audience first. And also because any sponsor or ad placement, they they, they don't reduce the quality of uh, your video necessarily if it's well done. But uh, I don't know. I, I would aim for the maximum quality in my videos in the beginning um, so that you get, you know, maximum amount of subscribers from those videos. And if you put a lot of ads on them, that will, you know, that will uh, hinder your the retention, audience retention. And I wouldn't want to do that. Definitely. 
Um, I, I think before we wrap it up, well, I, I wanted to ask you, like, maybe like if there's a quote you kind of you've had to yourself just to kind of because just to like get you by or something like in tough times, because we didn't really talk about like mental health or anything, which is kind of not the main point of this podcast, but it's like we, we like to talk about like people's growth and journeys, like where they lost themselves, where they found themselves. That's the that's our name. Um, but yeah, just like any quote that you find really meaningful. Mm, I've had a few. It really doesn't um, doesn't really. It's more like an uh, like a power quote for me. It has been for a long time. Um, I don't know who. I don't even know who it's by. I think it's it's also could be unknown. But it's um, you can do anything, but you cannot do everything. I think that's just a really good quote because it just means that you should focus on something. But if you do focus on something, you can literally go to the moon with that thing. And I, I think that's that's really true. And then the other thing, the other quote that um, kind of like the reason why I go from challenge to challenge is uh, I again cannot uh, remember the guy who said this. Uh, but uh, the quote goes something like this. Um, Challenges are what make life interesting and overcoming challenges is what makes life worth living. Something like that. But uh, with like without challenges, life isn't that interesting and cha- uh, overcoming challenges is the thing that really makes... Gives you fulfillment. That's so That's interesting. Life. That's so interesting you just said that because I had a quote written down in our notes because I was watching one of your videos and you said it's not the one who's fastest that wins, it's the one who slows down. And like just like your philosophy for those other two quotes, it's like really parallel to that. It's almost like you yeah. it's comparing two things. And I, I love that quote you said because it's it's so true. It's like you have to think think about it more as you hanging in there to win instead of you. I don't know. I I really like that. I can't even explain why. It's like yeah kind of mind-boggling to be honest oh by the way the quote yeah yeah the quote you are referring to is that's like what i also say to myself on during like long runs because it's a really good quote that it's not a quote it's just uh what people usually say in really long races it's like it's not the fastest who wins it's the one who slows down the least yeah because jackson imagine being like so tired from like a run or just any activity and being like if you're telling yourself i need to be the fastest right now i feel like that's going to mentally drain you more but telling yourself i need to hang in there and i can win this is like i feel like that's more manageable mentally yeah yeah i mean your boy got diabetes i don't think i want to i don't want (laughs) to die you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'll be a little scared of uh running that much i'd be like where's my blood sugar at shit <laughs> oh my god um no johnny thank you so much for coming on i i was i've almost said unlazy way again i was like no i'm gonna say his name this time let's go <laughs> we all we correct our mistakes on this podcast yeah no but yeah Jack- thank well, you so J- much jackson you do like- you do you jackson do you remember how you would say my name like in the in, in a finnish Finish way oh my god you told me it so many times yeah it's not it's not it's it's just so hard to all the internet or um there's no chance i i I can say it can you please tell remind me johnny no Uh, no the j is so different in in finnish so it will be like yonne yonne that's it yonne yeah Yeah. no it's it's, good 
It's more yonne. Wait, I want to wait. I want to try your I want to try your accent. I wrote a few words I wanted to try to say in Finnish. Uh, so you said in in English, I'm gonna say it right now. You're like day nine of my fast. I had water. So this is how you said it in the video. It's like day nine of my fast. I had water. Oh, that was water. so bad. Water. I did so much better water. yesterday. No, I'm terrible. No, no, but yeah, yeah. There are so many comments oh, about I water. I killed it yesterday. I, I would I would still say water. What am I saying wrong? Water, water. What is water. it? Water. It's water. 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 Right. water. Water. You're saying it like W A R D E R. Americans say it W A D E R. Brits say it W A R space T A. Right. There's science behind. It. Water. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna start and say Vesi, because that's uh, water in Finnish. Water. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do it. I wish I could do the Finnish. Water. Accent. Water. Water. You guys know the rappers like water. water. He's a ski bass to some god. He always says water. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. There are like in the in in that video, like the fasting video, there are comments with like caps lock, like water. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, thank you so yeah. much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It was a uh, really nice talking to you. Yeah, you guys, you yeah. guys rock. And I, I really hope that uh and- Also, I just want to say to you because I can already, uh, like, not yeah, I can already see it, kinda. Because every creator goes through this, like they, like trying to find what they want to do and uh, what kind of content they should create. But I think Captain Simbad, um, another really great creator, he he just said it really well. It's and he has a video about it. It's like you just need to keep creating content and it's the those creators that just keep creating are the ones that will eventually succeed because you'll figure it out on the way so uh that's like my final tip for for you guys and all creators oh, thanks no, so much that. No, honestly all right well thank you so much one day i'm gonna have the hat and maybe i can get it half as good as you have it on your head right now for so your hairline incredible, too. <laughs> incredible alignment for the hairline he has it he's he's measured it perfectly so oh man Yeah, yeah. I use a ruler for it every time. Every yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah. Come in and then put the head on. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm Bye, rambling guys. on. You're amazing. In a bit.